This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Financially Tuned. The name of our show today is Different Ways of Dealing with Market Volatility. My name is Baron Fitzgerald from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Today, myself and Simon Hilliard will be talking about market volatility and emotions and how to deal with them successfully. You know, this is a topic that can be hard for many people. I mean, let's face it, we're emotional creatures. It can be very difficult, if not almost impossible, to keep your emotions in check when the market's volatile. That's why we're actually really excited to talk about some of the different ways of handling both of them. See, I'm already letting my emotions come into play. <laughs> With that being said, I'd also like to welcome to the show our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you, Tony, since we've talked to you last? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've had a great week. Of course, this is the highlight. Baron and Simon, you guys are great. We always have fun hanging out together on the radio, and I always learn something from you. And Wow, I'm I'm loving this topic because the market even even as it crept up, you know, and was uh, you know hit record highs at the beginning of the year, it, it's always volatile. You always see these drops and then corrections, and you know it's just been going up for a while. I think people are worried about another major correction, and so we need to be able to deal with this. And people usually get a, emotional, as you said, when it comes to investments. I, I know I've had that problem, so. This is going to be a good one. How are you guys doing? Simon and Baron, how have you been? I'm doing great, Tony. We had a really busy week, so everything good on this end. How about you, Simon? I'm doing well. Been looking forward to doing the show with you guys. All right. Well, you know, I think this is going to be a good topic. Uh, to start us off, what insights can you give us and on how to deal with market volatility and emotional investing then? Well, I mean, first off, when dealing with a volatile market, probably the most difficult challenge you're going to come across is managing your emotions. You know, investing for retirement can be a very difficult process, and you really want to make sure that you have all the necessary information that you need in order to make that educated decision that's going to benefit you and your loved ones in the long run. Understanding why you have certain holdings and investments will help give you the knowledge of how to properly handle your portfolio's volatility and then act accordingly. For example, if the market becomes unstable and you already understand why you have the investments that you have, you can then have the confidence to make good, well-informed decisions of how to handle the instability of the market instead of making those panic decisions, which are usually the wrong ones. If you already have a game plan in place for you to follow when the market's in flux, this is really going to help you avoid making those rash emotional decisions that we often do. Well, yeah, and I think that uh, that's really a lot of people do end up making rash decisions. And hopefully uh, today will help us uh, learn how not to do that. And Simon, we hear a lot about risk exposure when we have to deal with the market and a volatile market, especially 
Explain to us what you mean when you talk about risk exposure. Sure, Tony. Well, risk exposure really is just the potential deviation from what we expect to be the outcome. You know, we put together a plan and we know that we're going from point A to point B. But since we're investing in the market, we know that involves a level of risk and it's not going to be a direct route. So the ups and downs along the way is what we're referring to here. I'll fire off some numbers as an example. We've got some really good portfolio managers, and one of them was sharing some research with us recently. And they mentioned an interesting figure. They said that over the last 30 years, the stock market's averaged about 10% a year. But in the past 100 years of the stock market, only twice has the return actually been 10%. So if we're talking about risk exposure and the ups and downs, and we're talking about our expectations, we say, hey, we're expecting a 10% return or our moderate portfolio is expecting a 6% or 7% a year return. We should realize that it's not always going to be 6 or 7% or 10%, that there's going to be ups and downs along the way. They also kind of gave us an interesting figure about looking over a period of a few years. So they stated that over a three-year return, there's a 27% chance that it'll be 3% or less. So if you're looking back over the course of three years and you've got an average there, there's a 25, 27% chance that it'll be 3% or less return over that period of time. So over 12 years is a significant likelihood that over that period of time frame, you're going to come upon a period where your returns are 3% or less. So the deviation from the norm, and that's what we call standard deviation or that kind of potential of deviation from the risk. And we need to be aware of that and not keep let that deter us from our investing. Well, definitely. So what are some of the necessary steps we should be taking when we face risk exposure? Yeah, that's a good question, Tony. And let's be honest here. We're all going to face risk to one extent or another if we're investing in the stock market, unless we're 100% CDs and savings, that's going to be part of the equation. So we always reference back to the plan. We need to have a good one and we need to stick to it through the good and the bad. Sometimes easier going to be easier to be said than done. Um, also have the correct balance. You know, we talk about diversification, the amount of stocks and bonds in your portfolio. So having the correct balance for your individual investors, everybody's different. Some people are more comfortable with larger volatilities and want a greater return. Some people want much more consistency and security. So that balance between the two is something that really matters. Every decade in history, so every 10-year period throughout the history of the stock market, we've had a, what we consider a considerable decline, 20% or greater. And the average is about 37%. And in almost every decade, it's been two of those periods that come along the way. So 2000, 2001, the tech bubble, and 2008. And the mortgage bubble was an example of that. And some people think that's kind of a fluke. But if you look back, it's true of every single decade in history that we've had one, most of the times, two of those, and an average of a 37% decline. So when we go through those, don't panic. And if that's something you're not comfortable with, consider the amount of stocks and bonds and look at active managers who are going to help protect you on the downside. Work with somebody that's clearly knowledgeable, that has some experience, that you trust, who's been through the ups and downs, and let them guide you and stick to the advice that they're giving you. Well, yeah. Now, what can you tell us about exactly what an investment strategy is? Well, the investment strategy, Tony, is the set of rules and established behavior procedures to help guide the investors when the selecting the appropriate portfolios for them. We talk constantly about having the plan in place, but the strategy is the guidelines that help you achieve that plan. So what should people be considering 
when they create an investment strategy than for themselves? Well, Tony, no two investors are alike. So it's important to understand what your needs and goals for retirement are and then have an investment portfolio that's going to tailor to those objectives, uh, your risk tolerance, time horizon, and liquidity needs. It's good to make sure that your portfolio is individually focused uh, specifically to your situation. Sometimes I see clients that they've just been thrown into arbitrary categories without any thought process on how to meet those specific goals, kind of like a cookie cutter approach. And that doesn't work for everyone. So it's definitely beneficial to have a specific plan in place. Now, with any investment strategy, it's always possible, you know, for you to get drawn in emotionally to your investments. While you can't control the ups and downs of the market, you can, though, control how you react to it. So if you have the knowledge on how to be ready for a volatile market and you have a good tailored investment strategy, the combination of those two can really help ensure that you'll make good decisions for your future. Yeah, I can imagine it. Baron, I think you make a great point there. Now, Simon, what can you tell us about how to avoid making those wrong decisions when we do face an unpredictable market? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, certainly there are going to be times when you question your plan and what's going on in the environment and how it's affecting you, you know, whether it's a volatile market cycle or what we're going through right now with a prolonged low interest rate environment. You know, we're in a historically unusual situation with how low interest rates have been. So it causes people to change from their strategy, deviate from the norm, add more stocks to get a better return. So keep in mind that all markets are cyclical, but not necessarily predictable, meaning that Different things are going to do well in different time frames, but you can't predict when that's going to happen. So stay invested and stay the course. Don't be reactionary. If you have taken the time to develop the plan, stick with it. It's no time to change when things are going poorly. It's a wrong time to make emotional decisions, as Baron mentioned earlier. And stay invested for the long run. There's a study done by Dalbar that showed that the longer that you held on to your investments, the better your return was. It reminds me if you ever saw one of those comparison charts, Tony, where they have mid cap, small cap, large cap, international, bonds, CDs. And you look at that and you look at the average investor's return and it's way down there with the CDs and the inflation. Why? (laughs) Because the little old investor makes the wrong decisions emotionally when times are bad and gets out and then misses the run up. So he takes the hit on both ends. Yeah. Yep, they buy. Most people end up. I've heard buying low and or, or, or buying high and selling low. The opposite of what they should do. Yeah. Also, a couple of points I want to add to that, Tony. You know, it's pretty much common knowledge that people should diversify their portfolio, but you should also keep in mind that asset diversification doesn't guarantee a profit or protect against a loss. You know, diversification will hopefully smooth out the ride and take out some of those potholes. You should never underestimate the benefits of long-term investing. It takes a discipline to stay on track with your long-term goals and not make rash decisions when the market's in flux. You know, lastly, I just want to point out again, Simon touched base on it very briefly, but finding a financial professional that you can trust and can help you make the best decisions for you and your family is really extremely important. Your financial professional understands your goals and dreams, um, of having a prosperous retirement and better prepared to keep you on task than if you were to try to do it all alone. Oh, definitely. Uh, you should not try to do this on your own. And I know you guys have helped so many people and done this for so long. 
Now, our time is just about up for this segment. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we take a quick break here? Well, yeah, just preparing for retirement, whether it's understanding your Social Security benefits or learning about, you know, what mistakes to try and avoid. It can really be overwhelming and even sometimes nerve wracking. So to try to help you alleviate that, we're actually going to offer the first 20 callers a complimentary color of money risk analysis report. Um, This will guide the client into showing them how much they should have of their assets protected safe and how much can be allocated towards growth opportunities. All you have to do to get this complimentary report is call our office at 855-793-2409 or visit our website at www.wellingtonadams.com. And if you get our voicemail, we just ask that you leave a message um, that you're interested in the complimentary report and we will give you a call back. All right. Well, thank you so much, Baron and Simon. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Simon Hilliard and Baron Fitzgerald right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, and our co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, to recap, we've been discussing how to deal with a volatile market as well as keeping your emotions in check. Yeah, that's hugely important. It's been a great discussion so far, and you, I, I noticed you called me the co-host, but since there's two of you Shouldn't I be the co-co-host? I think that would be a very appropriate <laughs> idea. That's absolutely. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, I, we'll call you co-co-host I, from now yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want people calling me Coco. I'm sorry I brought it up. Well, you guys have covered a lot of information already regarding market volatility and how we need to keep our emotions under control when and if we have to deal with an unpredictable market. But it's always either going up or down. So you always have to deal with that. What are some ways an investor can stay rational if and when the market is unstable? Well, that's a real good question, Tony. Um, We recently actually came across a very good article that we wanted to share with our listeners. It's prepared by Broadridge Investor Communication Solutions, and it's titled 11 Ways to Help Yourself Stay Sane in a Crazy Market. Uh, This article actually provides helpful insight on how to stay rational when the market's unstable. Uh, The number one on their advice list to staying sane is having a game plan. You know, according to the article, having predetermined guidelines that recognize the potential for, you know, turbulent times can really help prevent emotions from dictating your decisions. So number one, it's very important to have a plan put in place. Number two on the list is to know what you own and why you own it. You know, they write that when the market goes off the tracks, knowing why you originally made that specific investment can help you evaluate whether your reasons still hold true, regardless of what the overall market is doing. Uh, Number three is remembering that everything is relative. This means that you should compare your investments to relative benchmarks 
just to give you an idea about how your investments are performing and how they should be performing. Uh, next one is to tell yourself that this too shall pass. And what that's basically saying is, is don't rush into selling your assets. It's good to kind of wait and see what happens. Number five on the list, be willing to learn from your mistakes. You know, maybe some adjustments might need to be made. Well, yeah, those those are great. And I think these are good tips for us to to prepare at least for a volatile market and keep our emotions in check. That's the key here for, of what I hear you saying. So, Simon, what are the remaining ways uh, to help us stay sane in a crazy market? Well, next there was consider playing defense. The article states that many investors reallocate their portfolio to defensive sectors like consumer staples, utility, healthcare, things like that. Of course, we know that there would still be risk in those, but in a volatile or uncertain time frame, they're much more defensive type positions to have. As we continue on to number seven, stay on course by continuing to save. There's an interesting point that they made here in these next two that said, you know, you can never underestimate the benefit of having savings. So they're talking about your savings account, checking account, things like that, and how knowing that you have a nest egg, that emergency fund, that cushion to help in, uh, buffer that impact of the volatile markets might help relieve some stress. And Nate builds on that by suggesting you use cash to help manage your mindset. States that kind of there's an emotional, uh, mental uh, affinity towards cash and cash equivalents. It might just help you feel like you can take a deep breath and relax. Um, nine was remember your roadmap. As I mentioned earlier in the show, stay the course, keep on track. If you have a plan, which was point number one, and you're facing these volatile markets and some uncertainty. Then there was also looking in the rearview mirror, a pro and a con on this one. Looking in the rearview mirror encourages you to look back and see how far you've come. So if you've made a great deal of progress, kind of the emotional peace of mind that that gives you and seeing that you should continue on that path that you're on. And on the flip side of that, if you're not quite where you wanted to be or where you estimated, to have some patience, to know that things are cyclical, that there's ups and downs along the way, and to just allow your advisor to kind of pat you on the back, give you some reassurance that you're on track or to make some adjustments at that point. Lastly, number 11 was to take it easy. If you feel pressured or if you feel anxious about the changes in your portfolio and that you need to do something, it's beneficial to know that you can do so in small increments. You don't have to make a big drastic move all at once. Maybe take incremental steps to readjust your portfolio from time to time. And again, fall back on the advice of your advisor that you're working with. Their financial professional is there to help you. Well, yeah, and these are great tips that we should take into account when we're faced with an unstable market. Baron, maybe you could give us some firsthand examples of the range of emotions that you've seen people go through when addressing this topic. I'm sure you've seen a lot of this. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. I've actually seen a wide range of emotions displayed by our clients. You know, some ranging from not being emotional at all when it comes to making those decisions to some being incredibly very emotional when it comes to their money. You know, fear, greed, uh, anticipation, and excitement, they're just a few of the emotions that clients experience when investing. So it's good for people to know that that's normal, you know, and human to, you know, kind of go through those emotions to experience in them. They can be stirred up in the, you know, by the media, uh, society, Wall Street, which can really lead the client to an undisciplined and irrational investment decision. So we want to try to instill in them that 
you know, it's okay to have the emotions, but again, we want to try to keep them in check. Sure. And I, I think that's really important. Now, our time is almost up for this segment. Do you have any closing comments before we take a quick break here? Well, you know, Tony, our goal here at Wellington Adams is to provide clients and prospects with helpful information that they may need to establish a reliable income during retirement, as well as possibly providing a legacy to pass on to their loved ones. So as Baron mentioned earlier, we just want to put out something for the first 20 callers to help them. We'll give them a complimentary consultation. We'll give them that personalized color of money risk analysis out to the first 20 callers that call in here to Wellington Adams Investment Advisory at 855-793-2409 or check us out on the web at www.wellingtonadams.com. If you get the voicemail when you call in, just leave your name and number, mention the show, and we'll be sure to get back to you. Again, that's 855-793-2409. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. Call our office at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com to learn more. And welcome back, everyone. I'm Baron Fitzgerald with Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory Group. And we are also with our co-host, Tony Shore. And we're just finishing up on our discussion on dealing with the volatile markets that uh, you've experienced in the past and will experience in the future and your emotions on how to handle dealing with them. Some of the highlights that we talked about so far today include risk exposure, how to deal with it, Um, how to prepare an investment strategy, ways to avoid making wrong financial decisions, and ways to stay sane in a crazy market. (laughs) Well, the markets can drive you crazy. I I mean, you know, have you ever watched Jim Cramer? I think the markets have already (laughs) driven him over the edge. Um, uh, But yeah, it's been a great discussion so far. And, And to get us started for this segment, maybe... Baron, you could tell us how often you've had to help somebody maybe clean up a mess they've made with imprudent or uh, wrong decisions regarding the market or the stocks and, and their finances. Yeah, unfortunately, Tony, time and time again, I've seen clients let both panic and euphoria uh, influence their financial decisions, which really can result in big, expensive mistakes. Emotional investors. They'll sometimes get caught up in overtrading, which is caused by overconfidence. You know, they'll overestimate their ability and try to predict what's going to happen in the market and wind up taking, you know, extreme risks that they really shouldn't be taking. Sure. Uh, what does this cleanup process, though, look like? Simon, maybe you can help me out uh, for people who want to overcome maybe questionable decisions that they've made. Uh, sure, Tony. There are a handful of ways that you can recover from a bad financial decision. First, if you've bailed out of the market during a downturn, during a bad time in the market's returns, um, get back in, you know, have a plan, understand and proceed with confidence. If there's been a significant increase, like we're in right now, eight year run in the bull market, maybe consider dollar cost averaging, taking a portion and splitting it up over a period of months or a couple years to kind of get in a little bit out of a time, catch the ups and downs along the way. If you own a debt investment from a poor decision, stop hanging on to it. You know, you got to cut your losses at some point. 
we hear it all the time when we're talking to new prospective clients. Well, we, I'm going to wait till it gets back to such and such. And sometimes it's a reasonable expectation. And sometimes you're just carrying dead weight. I always kind of give them the analogy of a boat crossing the ocean or a big lake. You know, if you've got a boat and you're kind of crossing away and it's an old boat and it's kind of taking on water and it's kind of getting you there, but slowly and not kind of the pace that you're expecting and things have kind of come up here and there and a nice new boat comes cruising along right beside you and offers you a ride, don't stay on the old boat. Hop on the new one, get there quicker, get yourself back on course. What are some good rules of thumb you have, Baron, that you use with clients or people you meet with to help them get a handle on exactly how much of that nest egg should be placed in principal protected investments and how much is okay to have exposed to market risk? Great question, Tony. I mean, most people, they're looking for safety and security as well as growth and require solid returns from their investments to you know, properly prepare for a well-deserved and comfortable retirement. When we work with a client to determine what percentage of their assets should be placed in protected uh, instruments versus at-risk instruments, we use the risk rule of 100. Um, risk rule of 100 is a time-tested financial theory. It's simple. Uh, it's been around forever. It works. You take the number 100, you subtract your age, and whatever number you come up with is really the maximum amount of your liquid assets that should be tolerating risk. You know, the remaining amount should be placed in safe assets. For example, if you're 60 years young, you take the number 100, you subtract your age 60, which leaves you with 40. So 40% of your assets should be at risk, while the remaining 60% should be placed in safer alternatives. Then we factor in what your risk tolerance is, which is then going to show us if we should place more of those assets, you know, leading more towards the growth side or more of the assets allocated to the safe options. It's going to be commensurate with whatever your risk tolerance level is. Sure. I, I guess that makes sense. And I think that's really good advice. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to share that with us. It's really important, right? Yeah, sure, Tony. I mean, it's our pleasure to share it with uh, you and the listeners. And um, again, we feel it's very important that you utilize that risk rule of 100 because that'll really balance out uh, where your investments can be placed. And again, commensurate with what your risk tolerance is. Sure. Well, guys, our time has come to an end for this week's show. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Well, just building on what you guys just pointed out, we just wanted to remind the listeners that the first 20 callers today are going to receive a complimentary consultation, and we're going to personalize a color of money risk analysis specifically for them. That'll take into consideration how they're currently allocated, and then that balance that Baron just talked about and how they should be set up moving forward to help meet their goals, stay on track, and avoid some of these topics that we talked about today. All you have to do is call in to Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, 855-793-2409. Again, that's 855-793-2409. If you get the voicemail, feel free to leave us a message, your name and number, and mention the radio show, and we'll get back to you. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.